When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did the Tampa Bay Lightning give up too much for Tanner Janot? 82% of respondents saying, yes, yes, they gave up too much. Clearly, I don't think so. He's from Oxbow Sask. I, and I also would like to think that the Tampa Bay Lightning are above being criticized for anything. Ah, I guess that's the whole thing where they think you're crazy. Let's just wait and see how it all plays out. This is the Rod Peterson Show. <coughs> How about that? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the RP Show. I had a little pink drink caught in my throat there. <clears throat> Guilty as charged. Welcome to uh, your favorite daytime sports talk show coming at you live from South Florida. That's one half of the show. Beautiful days you can see down here. And uh, from PEI, where it looks pretty smashing up there, too, the Canada Winter Games. Darren Moose DuPont joining us the other half of the program, I think. He's because he's been on the phone all morning. He's been doing business moves. Hey, before we get into the this stuff, what's the Canada Winter Games update today, if you don't mind, on this Tuesday? Things are turning around, my man. Um, the weather's great. It's pushing towards uh, single digits and maybe closer to zero. Nice. Maybe by the end of the day or tomorrow. Love that. Um, and then we're really transitioning into week two sports now. Women's hockey got started last night. Um, the snowboarding events are on the hill in Brookvale. Mm. Boxing gets started. The uh, second half of curling, so the men's curling and the mixed doubles was starting this morning. So it's uh, full go now. Sounds like big fun, man. Uh, I'm envious of you uh, that you're having so much fun, so good for you. Coming up on the program today from Winnipeg Sports Talk, Hustlerama. Andrew Hustler Patterson's going to be with us. In hour one and in hour two, Stephen Ellis from the Hockey News talking about a very exciting time of year. As a matter of fact, it's hockey, hockey, hockey. Can you hit the quick six show horn, please, Director uh, Jordan? And we'll get into this. And um, I, got, I got some funny, funny stories to sprinkle in along the way, too. Uh, number one, we're going to go with NHL leftovers from Monday night. The league-leading Boston Bruins won their seventh straight game Monday night by edging the orders 3-2 in Edmonton. Connor McDavid, who scored twice, nodded things at two goals each in the second period before Pavel Zaka scored the game-winning goal for Boston. Despite the loss, McDavid became the first NHL player to score 50 goals this season. Uh, Andre Kuzmenko scored 48 seconds into overtime as the visiting Vancouver Canucks beat the Dallas Stars 5-4. Netminder Thatcher Demko stopped 34 of 38 shots in his return to the Canucks lineup. He's a good one, I think. We're going to come back around on Thatcher Demko. The defending Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche continue to roll. Now they are getting hot at a good time. The Avs won their sixth straight game 
The visiting Vegas Golden Knights 3-0 at Ball Arena. Miko Rantanen scored twice for the Avs. Nathan McKinnon netted a single. And netminder Alexander Gorgiev stopped 31 shots for the shutout. And we'll stop our tour in Ottawa. Claude Giroux scored the tie-breaking goal and had three helpers. Thomas Shabbat had a goal and two assists. And Ottawa beat Detroit 6-2. You wouldn't normally care, but... Don't look now, but the Senators are five points out of a playoff spot. Brady Kachuk, Tim Stutzla, Drake Batherson, and Jake Sanderson also scored to help the Senators win their second straight after a two-game skid. Cam Talbot finished with 22 saves. So that's kind of the uh, leftovers from last night. It brings us into our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center, and that is which bubble team is going to make it? in this ultra-tight Eastern Conference. And initially, we had the Flames in there as part of our four, and then Clark and I put our heads together. We're like, now nah, let's keep it an Eastern Conference poll. So Florida, Buffalo, Ottawa, and Detroit, those are the four. And the last I saw Clark leading was uh, Buffalo. People are loving their Buffalo. I'm voting for the Florida Panthers. Okay, now he's saying Florida's winning. Okay, I see if I can convince people. Doesn't matter what I think. Doesn't matter what you think. It only matters what happens on the ice. But uh, where did Ottawa come from? They came out of nowhere. (laughs) That's who I'm voting for, man, the Ottawa Senators. Yeah? Because they're rolling. Momentum is a funny thing, and it's something that happens and is very, very real. They did come out of nowhere. You know, I kind of thought... They, they would be a great landing spot for Connor Bedard. Ryan Reynolds coming to town, Connor Bedard, Tim Stutzla. They got some shit spa going there. But you know what? Forget about that. They want to make the playoffs and then see if they can make some noise. So I'm going to go <laughs> Ottawa in the poll. I just got Jim Mora, uh, the vision of Jim Mora. Playoffs? The greatest clip of all time. Now, I love South Florida for a lot of reasons, but one of the biggest reasons is we do have hockey here, but we don't have the hockey people like y'all do in Canada, right? And this is what I miss about, and why, and why I thoroughly enjoyed being in the Bermuda Triangle of the NHL last week, going to the junior games, because I was sitting right amongst the NHL scouts. And the conversations are what keeps my heart aflutter. Like, for instance, talking about the Buffalo Sabres, and one of the scouts leans over, he's like, ah, uh, you're really big on that Tage Thompson, eh? I'm like... You're not? <laughs> he's six foot seven and has the hands of silk. And I said, and by the way, he's from Phoenix. How'd you miss that one? And the scout was like, well, he wasn't like that in Phoenix. It took him a long time growing up in Phoenix. He wasn't like he is now. <laughs> and, there's, you know, I've had other NHL scouts say it took him six years to become an overnight success. I don't care. And here's another. So then we're talking about that. And this other scout leads over. He said, hey, how's Pomo doing down there? How's Pomo? I said, the Florida Panthers have overachieved under Paul Maurice. And they're like, huh? I'm like, hey, listen, I get it. You guys haven't been down here to watch them live. They're never on television in Canada. I had them written off in December. As you know, they were playing like absolute hot garbage, Darren. All of a sudden, they're in the playoff conversation. They may make it. They may not. But they were playing like a bunch of jerks in December, and now they're playing their asses off. When, when I left, what did I say to you three weeks ago? They're playing like their life depends on it every shift. Who can get credit for that? It's got to be Paul Maurice, the coach. So anyways, I miss those conversations. I'll be back in Canada in a couple of weeks, but those are some of the conversations that I'm part of, and I love it. 
And I thank those guys for watching the show and listening every day. They text me regularly. I'm going to move on to baseball here. I reluctantly have to tell you that Michael Harris, the second, drove in two runs, and the Atlanta Braves beat the Toronto Blue Jays 7-0 in spring training baseball Monday. Harris had a run-scoring single in the first inning that put the Braves up 2-0 and followed that up with an RBI triple in the third to give Atlanta a 3-0 lead. Toronto fell to 1-2 and two in the exhibition season. But again, Vladdy didn't play. So, shout out Ryan O'Radio from WQEE. I now owe him lunch. And you're far more of a better betting guy than I am, Darren. We went so fast yesterday, I want to stop for a second and say, there's a distinction. I was watching this show on Game Plus TV a couple of Sundays ago, one of the betting shows, and the guy goes, there's a difference between being a sports expert and a betting expert. Very big difference, Darren, and I'll never be a betting expert. I don't want to be a betting expert. Jury's out on if I'm a sports expert, but I got the show. <laughs> but can you explain the difference How between a betting that? expert and a, and a sports expert? Much different. You know, when you're looking at, yeah. at putting lines on a game, you know, plus 1.5, plus 7, whatever you're doing, you're not necessarily trying to predict who's going to win and by how many goals. You're trying to predict what number is going to get people to bet 50% on one side and 50% on the other. And you're trying to look at things like what's going to happen in garbage time and who's, you know, there's so many different intricacies when it comes to betting versus the game. And, you know, understanding situational things like in this spot, this team does that. For example, the Winnipeg Jets, and I'm making these numbers up, but at home, you know, when they're an underdog at home, they typically win that bet and cover the spread 62% of the time. There's a different language and game. <laughs> You're right. They're not the same. No, and I don't want that pressure. By the way, start spreading the news. The RP Show's live on YouTube right now. And WQEE Radio, Game Plus TV. Tell all your friends. Uh, uh, this is interesting. Jeff the Stamps fan says, I remember when Gretzky used to have 50 before Christmas. No kidding, right? I was reading the um, game notes, if you will, the Serena this morning. We sit there having coffee, and I'm like, hey, how about this? I'd have to, I could look it up right now. Youngest, oh, fastest player to 50 goals since 1992 was Cam Neely. It took him 44 games to do it. And it was first thing in the morning, right? You know that look that you went. I'm like, it's not Wayne, okay? They've taken Wayne right out of the record book. So it's, <laughs> once Wayne and the orders are a factor, now it's a different set of records. Because Gretzky just blew everything out of the water. You know what I mean? Um, oh, Carlos in Indianapolis says, uh, playoffs will never get old. <laughs> will it? <laughs> no, it never is ever going to get old. Uh, Swerve in Calgary says the Jets are faltering lately. Hey, just worry about your own team. John Ohm, Ohm says, sweet golf shirt rot. Again, from Serena, Christmas. <laughs> It's a company called Sunday Swagger. And uh, I love this thing. <laughs> and from Ryan O Radio, he's fresh off his morning show, The Radio Penitentiary, which is as much fun as it sounds on WQEE. He says, time for the RP show. Great to see King Rod and Top Gun. We might have to do a bad beats later on in the program, Moose, uh, to uh, make our partners happy at Bet Regal. Absolutely. The robe is right over here to the National Football League. And uh, 
I kicked the hornet's nest that is the National Football League, which is actually my fourth point. My third point is uh, the NFL's Washington Can Commanders released quarterback Carson Wentz, an expected move that ends a one-season experiment with a veteran quarterback that did not work out. After giving up draft picks to acquire him in a trade with Indy last March, the commanders were able to get out of the final two years of Wentz's deal without any salary cap penalty. He threw 11 touchdowns and nine interceptions in eight games, going two and five as the starter sandwiched around a broken finger that sidelined him for several weeks. This was after the Indianapolis experience failed for Carson Wentz. We were talking yesterday with Jim Lang about Derek Carr, and believe me, that's coming up. But Carson Wentz, was he ever all that? Was he, has he ever been all that? Is he all that? I don't think he is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think he, well, I mean, I, don't give me, I don't know. He's not right now. I mean, he could be, sure. And I would give him a shot to come in as a backup right now at far less money. I think he was at one point very early in his career. I mean, the year they won the Super Bowl before he got hurt, I thought he was on track, but Nick Foles came in and won the Super Bowl for them. So he was never the same after that. Sometimes you get put out of a situation, somebody else comes in and has success in your spot that can mess you up mentally, maybe physically you're not the same. But Carson Wentz was a quarterback that just made bad, has made bad decisions, um, interception, turnover prone. Um, he needs to find a way. He, they paired him back with Frank Reich, Reich in uh, Indy. It didn't work. So I don't know what the future holds for him. By the way, we've got plenty of time left in this segment. We're uh, about halfway through the warm-up. On the way, Hustler Patterson from Winnipeg Sports Talk and Stephen Ellis from Daily Faceoff. But we're kind of jumping all over the place. Carlos in Indy says, Wentz will probably be a mid-season pickup. And I first read that to say uh, mid-season backup. And that's the thing. Nobody's going to pick him up to start. But Cam Newton never did end up signing anywhere, did he? No, Cam's he still uh, on the street. Right. And this is what people don't understand. And even Colin Kaepernick, who would love to play but doesn't need to play, people don't understand the money involved in sports now. Forget about the, the endorsements. That's a whole other thing. Dustin Bufflin in Winnipeg. When the money's so large and they're sitting there looking at their bank account going, well, I don't need to play i don't need to work i think the fire goes out a lot faster than uh than it used to 20 30 and certainly 40 years ago you know what i mean um it it does mm -mm, mm -mm. it does mm -hmm. it definitely goes out you know when you can sit there and throw around money like you got to work hard to get where you're going and i've seen this all the time and you don't have money so you're not going to lavish parties you're not taking private jets you don't have money to go out and so when you don't have money to go out, you work at your game. You go back to the gym. You do those things to get where you want to go. Then when you have a little money, not saying this happens with everybody, then you start going out. And when you go out at night or when you go out to the fancy parties or you have the toys or you go to the beach for two or three weeks or months, I'm like, I don't really want to go back to the gym, you know? <laughs> yeah. And the motivating factor in a lot of these cases is money. Um, Jeff, the Stamps fan, said Chris Jones is probably trying to sign Cam Newton. But the thing is, Cam is highly intelligent, doesn't need the money. I, I go back to, what was it, 2017 when we brought in Vince Young with the Rough Riders. Not that Vince isn't intelligent, but he's not intelligent with his money.
and I can sit and tell you Vince Young stories till the cows come home because I was around him at the camp here in Vero Beach, Florida, and I was with him for two weeks at Ryder Camp, and what a dude this guy is. But why was Vince Young making a comeback? It wasn't because they had anything to prove. He was a two-time Pro Bowl quarterback in the NFL. We all knew he could play. He needed the money. That's it. Then, of course, he popped his hamstring in a uh, session, and that was the end of that. Um, interesting. Uh, from Ryan O'Radio, WQEE, he says, uh, fun fact. Where's my fun fact bell? <laughs> Cam Newton's father and mother are lead pastors in a local church here in Noonan. And Cam has an after-school program set up for the kids here. What did I tell you? He's no dummy. Thank you, Ryan O'Radio, for pointing that out. So, again, he did to say and football of all the sports is the hardest sport to play physically on you right and yeah. probably mentally too and i just think cam's been out of it he's made his money and he's like yeah don't think so anyways we'll take a time out and continue i want to get into the Derek carr stuff i haven't even brought up yet how i kicked that nfl hornet's nest and i'm quite proud of myself um, we'll bring in a little more of the uh, viewer uh, comments and whatever else We'll be right back. We're live on Game Plus Television, streaming on YouTube, iHeartRadio, and the key, WQEEFM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cause it's a heave ho, hi oh, stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your game sense hey honey can you get one of the kids to show me how this twitter thing works honey i need to get on instagram time for more of the rod peterson show welcome back everybody the rp show continues uh if we can bring the moose in i'm in south florida he's in prince edward island the show's being operated in the nhl's bermuda triangle we get it all covered today i just opened up the text line 902-518-3033 dougal cameron's watching in calgary on game plus tv and he says back in the 80s 
if you were in hockey pools, you had to determine if you wanted Gretzky's goals only or assists only. You could win still with only assists, but it was close. I told Darren that. I told you that. Darren was born in, was it 87, correct? Yeah. Um, yeah. A lot of the pools, Gretzky wasn't allowed in. And to be honest, that fostered my love of gambling as a young child. The Peterson family, we used to have our own, me and my two brothers and my mom and dad. We would have a draft sitting around the farm table, kitchen table at the farm, just our own family pool. And Gradsky was not allowed. <laughs> that was my dad's rule. <laughs> um, Stephen in North Dakota writes in and says, uh, Greetings and hallucinations from Cloudy Plus 17, Elgin, North Dakota. That is Fahrenheit. He says, uh, Carson Wentz. What the heck was this? Carson was only all that at NDSU in Fargo, North Dakota. He was called to play while hunting pheasant. How about that? Well, thank you, Stephen in North Dakota for that. Uh, somebody pointed out here that he was never the same after he got hurt. I'll never forget, I was at that game in L.A. Memorial Coliseum. Oh, what a day. The game was what it was. Eagles fans will remember it was Eagles and Rams, and he on a quarterback run from a first and goal, second and goal from about the five, he got sandwiched. It was, I believe, his right knee or leg. They helicoptered him. And yeah. what I remember about that game, the stadium's 100 years old. And I'm hosting a sports trip. You weren't on that one with me. This was in Los Angeles. And the bus driver, when he dropped us off, speaking of sports trips, this would be a great segue, Moose, for what you wanted to talk about, and we forgot, our next sports trip. But uh, the bus driver, the, hmm, they don't like to be called bussy, okay? Don't call him Bussy. And I didn't call him Bussy, but I said, where are you going to be after the game? And he goes, right here. So you bring your 60 people right here. This is where I'll be after the game. Okay. Well, a lot of them don't move that fast. There's 90,000 people in the game, maybe more, Darren. And this yeah. is the game where Wentz got hurt. I can't even remember who won. Don't matter. As before the Rams were real good. Well, we all hiked it to that spot, which is about a half mile from the stadium, and the bus wasn't there. Thank God I have the presence of mind to have the bus's cell number, called him. Oh, I'm on the other side of the stadium. <laughs> well, come pick us up. Can't. Can't stop there. That's why I'm not there. I'm over in the bus parking lot. And I'm like, why didn't you drop us off in the bus parking lot in the first place? So now we all got to walk. And again, did I mention some of these weren't spring chickens? So then we get to the bus after hiking for like an hour. It was like across the Sahara Desert. Dude, have you been in that area of Los Angeles? <laughs> we get on the bus. I'm taking roll call. Thank God I'm not drinking anymore. And I lost it on that bus driver, dude. I'm like, how, how do you, how, the stadium's been here a hundred years. How do you not know where the bus lot is or where you can stop and can't? Anyways, Darren in Utah writes in, Rod, love the shirt. Soft colors help ease us through the week. Yeah, it's Sunday swagger out of California. No charge. 
Moose, now would be a good time, I think, to throw out to our viewers and listeners and audience your idea for our next sports trip. Our last one was Houston. It was a blast. We did live shows. We had um, football. Uh, Who did we have? We had NFL, CFL, Lum come down. It was great. Yeah. You got a great idea for our next one. We, we, I, yeah. You go ahead. Well, it'd be good to take the temperature of our audience on the text line, YouTube yeah. here, and find out who would be interested. Because I think we should all get together and head to Nashville in June for the NHL draft to watch Connor Bedard get selected number one overall. Nashville. That's something you might be interested in. Is that something you might be interested in? Um, you know, we would go down listen, to Nashville, be down on the strip. Yeah. We would uh, see all the sites. We'd connect with all our great hockey people that we know down there. Um, it would be, you know, four or five days would be outstanding. I was just telling a story the other day of the last time we were in Nashville and we did the uh, our radio talk show from Losers Sports Bar in Nashville. It was so much fun. Now you're seeing, Moose, how I roll. Now we can go back to Nashville. We had a great time. We made the bar a lot of money. Yeah. Um, I remember in uh, Glendale, Arizona. <laughs> this was after I'd quit drinking, but I used to host these rider parties, as you know, at this bar. I won't name it, but it's right beside the arena and stadium. I went in there with my buddy Murray. A few years after that, I was down and spending my winter there and uh, went into the bar and had a couple of Diet Coke. I think Murray pounded about four beer while we were waiting to go into the Coyotes game. And uh, the guy, I go, okay, time to go. Got to catch warm up. What do we owe you? Guy's like, you don't owe me anything. And I'm like, what do you, of course we do. What do we owe you? And he goes, oh, you made this bar so much money. You, you, don't, you don't have a tab here. And Murray looked at me. He was a farmer for, or a crop science guy from Sask. And he's like, is this the way it is? I said, everywhere, brother. Why do you think I got in so much trouble over the years? <laughs> you know what I mean? And now yeah. I think if we went back to Nashville and Loser Sports Bar, we'd get, probably get the same amount of treatment. Um, John Ohm in Winnipeg says, Smashville, honky-tonk fun. Um, Carlos in Indianapolis says, there are a lot of places the show needs to make stops in. Don't wait for us to come to Indianapolis. I'm just going to put that uh, out there. It's not exactly in our top ten, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, anyways, Moose said, do you think the people would like to come to Nashville to the NHL draft where Connor Bedard's going to go number one overall? I said, there's only one way to find out. Let's put it out there. Because that's where my sports trip started, was on the radio, shooting the spit with uh, Derek Duke Myers. Next thing you know, we're in Arizona with 50 people hosting a trip down there, and we never looked back. Anyways, yeah. I was mentioning earlier that I kicked the NFL hornet's nest. Jim Lang just texted me. Jim Clubber Lang, Canada's foremost expert on the NFL, and he's like, holy smokes, did we stir up the discussion on Derek Carr? Well, now, Darren, because you and I have been a lot of places together, nobody will be able to guess this, but I think you were within earshot of the conversation I was having with a former Raiders coach who told me Derek Carr was uncoachable. As a matter of fact, I think I pulled you over and said, he just said Derek Carr is uncoachable. Yeah. And I, did, I don't know if you've seen the replies. We put the clip on Twitter yesterday and people, oh, no, 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 here's the stats. You don't know what you're talking about. You're making this up. Your source is nobody. And then some other guy's like, well, 
former Raiders coach. That could be everything from Hugh Jackson to Lane Kiffin to John Gruden. I'm like, bingo. You have no idea who told me that. You remember when I pulled you over because we discussed it. Oh, yeah. Very well. <laughs> right? Your jaw was on the ground. Yeah, I think. I mean, yes. it makes no, no, sense. No, 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 You know? Yeah. You got to, like, Derek Carr is a great competitor. And I hate when you try and tinker with something that works. Right? Last year, not this past season, but the one before, when they had the interim coach come in, right? When John Gruden got fired, there was success there. And why can't I think of his name? The coach who came in in, in, uh, in Vegas. Um, but they never what, hired Josh him McDaniel? back. No, before Josh McDaniel, the interim coach. And they had great success. Mm. Um, the defensive coach, uh, Italian right. name, like all of them. Yeah. Yeah, I yes. can't remember. Anyways, they had great success, but then you got to get the sexy name. <laughs> so then you bring in Josh McDaniels, and there's no, you know, um, no chemistry there with your quarterback, and away it goes, right the wrong way. Don't mess with things that are working, and it was working. Then. Rich Basaccia. Rich, Rich Basaccia. So memorable, That's nobody can guy. remember his name. Um, so, yeah, I guess the point, what, if people are st- finally figuring it out now, I used to go into Moose Jaw, Swift Current, or Brandon and kick the hornet's nest. Didn't have so much fun doing it. Now we're doing it in the National Football League in Las Vegas and Miami and various locales. Same thing, just to scale. Uh, Nick, uh, thank you, by the way. Ryan McCarthy in Saratoga, New York, says, uh, Rich Basaccia, thank you. And Ryan in New York, by the way, wrote in, and he says, Good day, Rod Squad. From snowy Saratoga, New York, I wonder if this is the season we see all three New York-based teams in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's looking good right now. We don't even have the Islanders in our poll as one of the options. The poll, again... The poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, which bubble team will get into the Stanley Cup playoffs? Buffalo, Ottawa, Detroit, or Florida? And as close, 46% are voting, though, for the Buffalo Sabres, and the three are, like, split pretty evenly amongst the vote. And I'm looking at the playoffs right now. As we said, the Islanders are in the first wild card spot. The Penguins are in the second. We can't sit here with any degree of confidence and say that we have any clue who's going to make the playoffs. This is, if you are one of your teams are on this white knuckle ride, <laughs> part on the old ticker. Uh, point five, the Toronto Raptors continue their playoff push as they host the Chicago Bulls at Scotiabank Arena tonight. Toronto's ninth in the NBA's East. They've won three in a row on their home court. But who cares about them? The Atlanta Hawks are home tonight to the Washington Wizards. Both the Raptors and the Hawks are in that purgatory that is 7 through 10, the playoff play-in round thing. I was listening to Joe Rose on the radio this morning, Moose. Got the Jeep rolling, as you heard me say. And he's like, you don't want to be. Joe Rose is like, you don't want to be in that play-in bubble, baby. You want to get the hell out of there. Don't think you're doing anything great. If you've qualified for the play-in tournament, which the Miami, I think it's the Heat, Raptors, and Hawks are all in that nether region. Would we like to see the NHL go to that? I, I think I would. You? Yeah, I really would. I think the play-in thing was fun. We, we had the expanded playoff, you know, around the, the COVID years in the National Hockey League, the one year in the bubble. I thought that was great. 
more fan bases involved, more exciting. Um, yes, it becomes a little harder to make the play to make the Stanley Cup final. You got to win an extra round for some of these teams, but hey, I thought it was really, really cool. I think it's fantastic. Uh, from um, the account is die YouTube die. That's the account. Says uh, good morning, Rod. How about that? I love that emoji, by the way. I like that emoji. It's a good one. The hands. Yeah. Yeah. Says, thank you for clearing that up. I had always wondered what the heck a honky-tonk was or is. My God, I've been in a million. The only time I go back is to do a show. I have no interest in hanging out in one anymore, dude. I, <laughs> I've been to enough. Um, By the way, we need from 50 Nick hands in the air to make that trip happen. Okay, 50. we need 50. We need 50 committals to come to Nashville. Nick Vela from the audience writes in and says, Connor Bedard in Nashville, sign me up. Be there. We'll take your credit card info after the show. Do you want to come to Nashville for the NHL draft? Because we're going. We're going to be broadcasting live. Moose is like, well, we can get Bedard on the set. I'm like, whoa, you pushy. Let's not count the chickens before they're hatched here. The Pats just canceled an autograph session in a post-game skate this week. I think Bedard or his agents just said, time out. So I can't say you'll meet Connor Bedard. I can't say that. But I can say that we'll be live from Music Row. How about that? Oh, Moose, when you come back an hour or two, we'll tell some more stories about our trip to Nashville and the live shows. It was yeah, so great. Let's but we're going it. to Winnipeg next. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, Moose. Thank you. Hustler joins us next for all the Winnipeg sports talk that you can handle. We're live on Game Plus Television, YouTube, iHeartRadio, and your southern home of sports and talk, WQEE, the key. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. All right, welcome back, everybody. Your favorite daytime sports talk show uh, on television is live on Game Plus and the key. Whew. Big hockey day for Winnipeg hockey fans. The ice taking to the ice this afternoon and uh, Edmonton rematch of last year's playoffs. That's in the Western Hockey League. And tonight, the Jets are home to the Los Angeles Kings. And it doesn't matter. Okay, let's bring in Hustler from Winnipeg Sports Talk. I was watching the game the other day, Huss, and Dan Robertson, the outstanding TV voice of the Jets, is like, they've lost five of six, the worst stretch of the season. Dude, can you, tell, can you fill in the rest of the continent what the panic is like in Winnipeg right now? It seems off the charts. Yeah. It's uh, it's significant, Roddy, and uh, great to talk to you, and thanks for having me. Yeah, uh, I'll be honest, and what is freaking people out the most is that it's almost deja vu. We have seen the Winnipeg Jets dating back to that 2019 season where they were, what, second in the league at New Year's and essentially moonwalked into the playoffs and got bounced by the Blues in the first round, and they've sort of lost their way. And, you know, we've been so it's been so fun watching what Rick Bonus has done over the course of the first well, certainly the first 40, 45 games, I mean, establishing a new culture, a new way of playing that the team did a pretty good job of sticking to. Um, there's no way you can deduce anything other than they have really, really gotten away from that. And I think there's somewhat of a, a crisis of confidence right now. And for a team that was so comfortably there near the top of the division, 
Um, they're five points up on Calgary right now and in a wild card spot. They got to get some wins. This is uh, this is an urgent time for the Jets going up against the LA Kings tonight at Canada Life Center. What makes you think that this is that this isn't just a swoon because every team has them? Uh, I hope that it is, uh, but we need to see some signs of life from this team. I mean, coming off of the road trip last week, Rick Bonus said that Friday night's game was the biggest game of the year. A uh, huge challenge against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, and to use the coach's words himself, they were asleep at the start of the game. I mean, Nate McKinnon scores on a breakaway 19 seconds into the game. It was 4-1, 15 minutes, 15 minutes in, and it was essentially over. And then after the game, Rick, you know, he, he's been very clear to kind of call out his team after poor games. He shied away from that last week. Um, and it was a bit of a departure from the way he'd handled things for the most part this season. But did say that Sunday was a game that, you know, their character and pride was going to be tested. And I hate to say it, they didn't pass the test. They had one shot in the first period and really struggled again right now. Now, there is a positive. They did make a trade. Nito Niederreiter is going to make his Jets debut tonight, although it's questionable whether Pierre-Luc Dubois is going to be able to play. He wasn't up for the morning skate today and is a game-time decision. Um, it, this is a real gut check for the Winnipeg Jets, and it, I think it's complicating Kevin Sheveldayoff's job right now because two or three weeks ago, you thought for sure the Winnipeg Jets were you know, trending in the right direction. We're going to be a playoff team. If I'm the general manager, I'm reconsidering how aggressive I want to be and how many assets I'm willing to give up on a team that's going in the wrong direction fast. Uh, breaking news. Thank you, Producer Clark, for being on top of this. The Edmonton Oilers have traded Jesse Pugliarvi to the Carolina Hurricanes for a prospect. So, hey, Carolina's got in the action. Now the Oilers, too. But I'm not done on the Jets yet. And I'm looking at them going, uh, Huss, what are they? What I'm seeing from the fans, and I want your opinion, because you're not a fan. You've been around, you know. They're saying too many Europeans and Americans. Um, locker room issues from last year aren't fixed yet. Do you believe any of that stuff? Uh, no, I mean, I certainly don't buy into people's uh, xenophobic takes on we've got too many of one particular nationality. I'll, I'll pass on those hot takes. Of the locker room issues, okay. listen, it's not a locker room issue like the guys can't stand each other or anything like that. I think they've done a pretty good job of, of you know, coming together this year. However, we're still looking for who that leader is. I don't know if you saw Brady Kachuk last night in that massive game against Detroit yelling at his bench going, who wants it, who wants it? The Jets don't have a guy like that right now. I mean, I'll say this about Josh Morrissey. The Jets were sort of stumbling going into the break. And they had lost two in a row. They were getting booed at home against the St. Louis Blues. And Josh Morrissey basically put the team on his back in that third period, completely turned the game around. And that sort of stopped the bleeding for a little bit. Um, there's no one else that stepped up like that. And, and listen, the, the bottom six has been an absolute black hole. No one is scoring in the bottom six. That puts a lot of pressure on the top six. Uh, and it's been very quiet for the likes of Mark Scheifele, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Nikolai Ehlers, um, they need to get those guys going. But there is a lot being put on their shoulders right now because of how little this team has been scoring goals. Um, Connor Hellebuck's going to keep you in games, but you're not winning when you're getting zero or one. And the funny thing is, Rod, if you look at the Jets' record over the course of this year, and I think this speaks to how brilliant Hellebuck's been, if the Jets score three goals, they win. Pretty much 
without exception all season long. The problem is right now they are in a real offensive funk. They've been chasing the puck. They haven't had it enough. And when they do have it, they haven't looked like the team that shot to first place over the course of the first half of the season. Yeah, and stayed there for a, for a real long time. I, I still yeah. think they are that team. I still think you have that coach. But I'll ask you this. You got the jersey over your shoulder there. Why isn't Hellebuck playing more? Well, I mean, he pretty much played every game last week up until what happened on Friday night. And I think they said they got to give Big Save Dave a start at some point. And Dave overall has been really good this year. However, the Columbus game ended up with kind of a softy that ended up being the difference. Um, but listen, I know Rick Bonus wanted to kind of pose it that he liked the way the team played on Sunday. I think that was a little bit of bad Baghdad Bob, if you know what I mean. He was... Uh, he was putting a bit of lipstick on a pig trying to save his team right now. It wasn't all on on David Riddich. However, to your point, Rod, I think once Connor got that game off um, on the weekend, I think we'll see Hellebuck tonight. And it'll be very interesting to see how they handle things in this huge back-to-back -back with the Edmonton Oilers Friday and Saturday with travel in between, whether they do split those games or with a couple days of rest in between, do they run with Hellebuck in both? Because these games within the West, within teams that are right now in playoff spots and the Calgary Flames, incredibly important. And uh, I'm sort of with you. Hellebuck's been their best player for a long time. You got to get him out there. Uh, again, I watched the I, patrolman Peter Winnipeg says Riddick has not been the problem. We're not saying he's been the problem. But the point is you got a Vezina goalie. Yeah. I'd be playing him every game. I swear to God, I would. Uh, in the time we have left here, John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm writes in, he says, Hustler, is Winnipeg losing the ice? What's the latest? Well, what's the latest is that there's no rink yet, and we haven't even seen a shovel in the ground. And I think that's very problematic for the Western Hockey League. Now, I mean, the team on the ice is incredible. Um, they're going to have a great playoff run, and who knows, we could be talking about them in the Western Hockey League Championship, potentially the Memorial Cup. Unfortunately, they're still playing as a sort of secondary tenant in the University of Manitoba's Max Bell Center, home of Bison Hockey. Uh, they've done a great job in retrofitting that and making it as, as good as it can be, but it's not up to the standards of the Western Hockey League. It's the smallest building, and I think it really impacts them at the gate as well. So it does seem we're hearing stories from you know, media that are covering this that there is pressure from the Western Hockey League to find a solution to all of this. I do feel for them because building a new building in the middle of a global pandemic probably wasn't easy for anybody. And I understand how things could be pushed back, but they really, there's been no clarity on what the plans are going forward. And I think the Western Hockey League is going to want clarification on that, some assurance that this new building is going forward or there's a suitable home for the ice. If not, there could be a solution that finds them elsewhere. That would suck for Winnipeg hockey fans because this team is so good and they've been a great addition to a very busy hockey community here. But I do understand from a Western Hockey League standpoint, you don't want the best team in your league playing in a barn that is uh, no, not even close to the standard that's set by most of the other uh, arenas in the league. Tough situation. I appreciate the update. Huss, enjoy the game tonight, man. Don't be a stranger. Rod, all the best, my friend. Say what's up to Double D. Will do. Darian Durant? No, I, I, I know, I know, I know Darren DuPont. <laughs> they love Darian Durant in Winnipeg, don't they?
We'll be right back with uh, viewer takeover, okay? It's the RP Show live on Game Plus TV, YouTube, and WQEE, the key. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Because it's a heave-ho, hi-ho, stealing wheat and barley, such a young man's game. Hey, there's an easier way to plunder. Playnow.com, Saskatchewan's only legal gambling site. How do we score such a bounty? With slot games, table games, and sports betting. Winning such a treasure, there'd be no more swabbing the deck. Visit Playnow.com to sign up today. Play with confidence, plus profits stay in Saskatchewan. Must be 19 plus to play. Use your Game sense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Roving studio, South Florida today. And for a while, Moose will be with us next hour from the Canada Winter Games in uh, PEI. Dougal Cameron in Calgary watching on Game Plus Television writes in. He says, I have been to Nashville. <laughs> 50 rod squatters in Nashville for five days of honky-tonks and hockey fans. Yeah, that'll never sell. Finally, a reason to cash my empties in. Come on down to Nashville for the that? NHL draft and the RP show live, probably from Loser Sports Bar. And here's the hook for you to continue listening next hour. After our show, we sat around a table in Loser Sports Bar. And here's, I'm not going to say what the discussion was now, but I'll tell you next hour. And it was myself, Moose DuPont, Williams and Ree, the famed politically incorrect country music act, Terry Crisp, Troy Volhoffer, an agent, and a few others. How much fun was that? It ended in a fight. <clears throat> I wasn't involved. I was just watching. Jeff in... Redmond, Oregon writes in and he says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Talking about the NHL playoff format. Wilfenstein back Manitoba says, hi, Rod and Moose. Nashville would be great. Could meet with Trots. He's where he wanted to be and got the job he wanted. Trotsy's agent, very close friend of mine who is down here in Florida right now. Just talked to him the other day. Can we make that happen? Get Trotsy on live? I'm per I don't think he'd be busy during the NHL draft, would he? 
Lyle in Toronto says, I don't know if y'all know, but just broke that Jesse Pelyarvi just got dealt to the Hurricanes return pending. The East is wild right now. What's Pelyarvi going to do? The Oilers have been trying to get rid of him for like four years. Stop it. Uh, sports update. There are four Canadian teams in action tonight in the NHL. The Ottawa Senators go for the sweep. In a two-game set with the visiting Detroit Red Wings, the Sens trounced the Wings 6-2 last night. Elsewhere, the Winnipeg Jets look to snap a three-game losing streak when they take on the visiting Los Angeles Kings and the Calgary Flames entertain the league-leading Boston Bruins. We haven't even talked about the job status of Daryl Sutter yet. That's coming up next hour. LeBron James. LeBron James of the L.A. Lakers may miss multiple weeks with an injury to his right foot. The full extent of the injury is not yet known, and more test results are pending. The Lakers had already ruled James out of tonight's game at Memphis with what they called right foot soreness. This sports update is for Landmark Cinemas. In Landmark Cinemas now, 80 for Brady. It's inspired by the true story of four best friends living life to the fullest when they take a wild trip to the 2017 Super Bowl to see their hero, Tom Brady, play. Starring Academy Award winner, Lily Tomlin. Academy Award winner, Jane Fonda. Academy Award winner, Rita Moreno. How about and that? Academy Award winner, Sally Field. How about that? I, we get it. They're the dynasty of acting. Also, seven-time Super Bowl champion and producer, Tom Brady. Tom Edward Brady. In theaters now, Landmark Cinemas, 80 for Brady. Your finger's stuck, Clark. Uh, 80 for Brady. I got to see this thing. I feel like when we're in Calgary in a couple of weeks' time, I'm going to be going to a lot of movies. And I can't wait. Stephen Ellis will be with us next hour from the Daily Faceoff. The Moose will rejoin. Uh, this Nick Vela, in the four minutes break that we have here, Nick, you need to go get this looked at. Every time we talk about the NBA, you lose your mind. Figure out what's wrong with you and the NBA and get back to me. Okay? Glenn in Medicine Hat has thoughts on the Winnipeg Ice. Lots going on. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.